This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight. Here's Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer. Hope you had a great sports weekend abbreviated edition of ESPN New York Tonight. And Giant fans, we're here for you. Join us at 1-800-919-3776. Also via Twitter, at Hardest to ESPN, at Gordon Damer, at ESPNNY, 98 underscore 7 FM, along with Jake the Snake and Brian the Brain. We are here until midnight. Then it's Freddie and Fitz on 98.7 ESPN in New York. Gordon? Larry, what's going on, my friend? Everything is good, Gordon. Gordon, I had some people calling me last night. Really? About what? Uh, about the Jets-Dolphins game. Really? What happened? Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, Larry, mistakes were made. Uh, I don't know what else to say, but uh, mistakes Listen, were not, made, most it, of them by the Jets. Hey, Gordon, it's not your fault that the Jets didn't, didn't take the game from well, Miami. They tried to give it to them. You know, I was talking with Carlin earlier. He uh, apparently listened to uh, our show Friday night and mm-hmm. uh, took my advice against Uh-oh. his better judgment and um, wanted me to answer for myself. And uh, look, the way the game broke down yesterday, it was a classic case of anything you can't do, I can't. I'm even worse at. Yeah. I mean, both teams, both teams missing field goals, kicking them off the upright. Both teams with big penalties, big plays in the passing game for both teams. And I would just simply say, if the Jets can't win that game, what game are they going to win? Yeah, yeah. And I thought there was a lot of blame to go around um, Mm -hmm. with Robert Sala, with Flacco, with a defense that made Tua look good. Um, And some might say some blame has to come my way, but uh, it was a – it was a, a bad a bad pick on my part. Well, I, I don't know what else to say. It was, you know, it's called gambling for a reason. This is true. And yesterday was another example. There are upsets throughout the league. To me, none more shocking than um, the fact that the Jets were not able to even cover. I thought, you know what, that even when the Dolphins got that last <laughs> field goal, I said the Jets are going to walk right down the field. They're going to get the touchdown, and at least they'll be under the three and a half. They'll have they'll have covered. They won't have won the game. Mm-hmm. And then Robert Sala decides to go for the field goal and the, the, the onside kicks, which are never good anymore. So mm-hmm. it was not great. It was not. It great. wasn't great. It wasn't great. And uh, listen, it's the only thing that was <laughs> the only thing that was worse than the Jet game yesterday was the big flip flop by the former head coach of the Jets. Who got to him? Somebody, he, uh, I mean, come on. He somebody got to. I don't know if it's Woody Johnson. I'm sure he still has a relationship with Woody. I'm sure he does too, because he he really wants his job back. Yeah. Oh yeah. Clearly, <laughs> he wants to be the Jets you know head he coach again. No, you know he absolutely, does. absolutely. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know who got to him, but so I mean, for him to to have done that about face, not even to say, you know what, I feel better about things to be mm-hmm. leading the Robert Sala uh, bandwagon. Mm-hmm. After mm-hmm. that performance, after another mm-hmm. loss, after – I mean, I know the defense didn't give up 40 points yesterday, right. but it would have been almost impossible to do that. I mean, Tua had, I think, six incompletions the entire day. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, you rough. expect with no pass rush. And then yeah. when you got there, you you know, you got there late, which yep. is the story of this pass rush, which is which is this, this Jet defense, Gordon. Look, we, we talk about it. We'll get to the Giants in a second. This Jet defense has played this way the past month, the past five weeks. 
They started out really good early. I mean, to the point that, honestly, this is yesterday was kind of the type of defense we thought we would see from them all year was mm-hmm. yesterday, where, you know, they're not bad, they're not terrible, but they're not good, okay? But they're in the game, they're, you know, they make a couple of plays, they get off the field occasionally. Early in the season, this was a defense that was pretty good. They, they were respectable. Then they went through that stretch of history-making ability. Oh yeah. uh, and then you get yesterday where, okay, they're a little better, but once again, it's and it's, it's mind-boggling. It just seems like for as long as I've, I've covered this team and been around this team and watched them. It doesn't matter who the coach is. It doesn't matter who the GM is. This team, especially defensively, they they have these mistakes in key moments. Either it's too many men on the field, or it's a rushing the passer late hit, or it's it, it's a it's a defender tackling a wide receiver or a tight end after after you you know to to extend the play. Or the usual one is it's third and 19 and they give up 20. And this has been, even during the Rex Ryan years, they had games like that. And it doesn't matter who's running it. It doesn't matter who the coach is. It doesn't matter who the coordinator is. It happens year after year after year. And if I'm a Jet, if I was a Jet fan, I'd be going crazy. Crazy. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, can, I can completely understand it um, because the Dolphins might have beat the Jets yesterday, but really the Jets beat the Jets yesterday. Yeah, you know, no they, had, they had their opportunities to win that game. I do feel like um, that they are almost satisfied as an organization that it didn't look embarrassing, right? Like that was the mm-hmm. first game that they played in a while that hasn't been embarrassing. So I think that they're, um, they, they're okay with that. Joe Flacco wasn't embarrassing yesterday. He threw, you know, some decent yardage, had a couple of big plays, and they'll be they'll they're satisfied with that until Zach Wilson comes back. But again, when Zach Wilson does come back, there's going to be some questions about can he keep some of these guys. Now, look, Michael Carter's gone for the next two three weeks, mm-hmm. uh, so that's that was a big loss yesterday. I thought that, that was a, a big loss for the Jets because they were moving the ball a lot yeah. more effectively when he was in the game. Absolutely. Um, but uh, Elijah Moore, another big game. Yeah, and he's you take well. a look. You take a look at the four games that that Wilson has missed. I think he's now at like 400 yards receiving. Yes. Yeah. And in, yep. the, in the six games that Wilson had played, or whatever it was, uh, he had like 75. Well, you know what the difference is, Gordon? Aside, aside from the quarterback, the difference is they haven't been targeting uh, their number one wide-out big play free agent. No. He's, See? I mean, I, I thought he was hurt That's yesterday. The he, I mean, he was invisible. He was. That's been the difference. It's almost like Zach Wilson felt he had to get the ball to him. And so now Corey Davis is not the big, you know, he's not been the big mainstay. Oh, we got to get the ball to him. And so you've noticed other people have been able to get involved. So we'll see what happens. And it's true. It, it is going to be interesting to see what happens. The here's here's the thing, and I said this yesterday to Jet fans, and I know they were just shaking their head like, yeah, Larry, duh, as if we didn't know. Yesterday's loss would have been palatable if Zach Wilson had been the quarterback. Right, you're you're in the game. You got some you got some scores. You saw that he hit the big yard, the big play to, you know, as you mentioned to Moore. You saw they were able to run the ball. If he was the quarterback, this would have been. This is what uh, Lagreca was talking about, and Kay was talking about earlier today. Of good, uh, uh, to paraphrase them, it's it's a it's a meaningful loss in the fact that you got you saw some things. Hey, you know what? 
We saw him get a little better. We saw him get a little better. We saw him hit some play. We didn't turn the football over. No, no interceptions, even though he got hit and got, you know, coughed it up. Right. Uh, but, but other than that, it, you know, it was a low turnover type situation. So that would, if, if Wilson was playing, that would be, you deal with that loss. It would still hurt because you're trying to win games. I get it. But that would make you feel better. The fact that it was Flacco, I mean, you know, doesn't do, doesn't do anything for no. you. I, and I would say That's the same. I, I would agree with every point you made. And I would even say the same thing if Mike White had played. Yeah. If Mike mm-hmm. White had played and lost by a touchdown and, and Crowder did what he did and uh, Elijah Moore did what he did and, and Michael Carter, when he was in there, did what he did. And, you know, you made some plays on offense. It didn't look dysfunctional for the, the majority of the day. Uh, at least you would have been finding out something about Mike White. Yeah. But, you know, with Joe Flacco in there, what does that tell you? I mean, he's – He's not any future of the team or anything like that. So it was almost like they were willing to to sacrifice Joe Flacco to just kind of have it look acceptable, even though there was no real chance that they were going to be able to uh, make enough plays with him at quarterback, right. given with how the defense played. They just – this was almost like – it's almost, Gordon, like this was, okay, look, this has been a rough month for some of my veterans. I, I, let's let's have a, a a game where at least they feel like they're in the game, and and that's 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 all this was. That's all this was. Now, as you mentioned, and oh by the way, how about those Titans, huh? <laughs> they lose to the Jets and and Houston both in overtime this year. That's crazy. I I, I didn't think any <laughs> re- single result could top the Bills losing to the Jaguars. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think the Titans losing to the Tex, like when the Titans were doing what they were doing, running through the teams that they were running through, you, I, I don't know, maybe everybody kind of felt like at some point they'll get picked off too, right? right? Like everybody's yes. got that one bad loss. They'll get picked off at some point. I didn't think it was going to be against the Houston Texans. The Houston <laughs> Texans in their last four games before Sunday on the road had been outscored something like 119 to like 17 or something. I mean, like they had given up more than 100 points in four games on the road. So for Mm -hmm. them to get that win, um, that was that might be the single most shocking result of the season, mainly because, I don't know, maybe the Bills aren't as good as we thought they were. Maybe that Jaguar loss was an indication that the Bills are maybe a little overrated. Not a good weekend for Omar. No. Yeah, and ima- imagine if Saturday went sideways at the Garden, which oh, and it looked like did. it had the possibility of going, Larry. And oh it almost did. Oh. It almost did. It's ESPN New York tonight on 98.7 ESPN. 1-800-919-3776. Going before we get to the calls, I, I got to tell you, I'm a little disappointed in the Giants tonight. You think? Yeah, I'm disappointed because I, I expect, listen, did I expect them to win? No, I did not expect them to win. But I did expect them to give me a little bit more defensively. Gordon, I mean, how many years does Tom Brady have to play for people to understand that you can't let him just sit back there and pick you apart? You've got to put some pressure on him. I mean, yeah, I know you got some pressure on him, and then you let him run, and he's, he, he did a quarter hurdle in the game tonight. <laughs> to get to get a first down. But Gordon, he sat back there. He's like, you know, let me see. This guy's open. No, maybe this guy. Eh, maybe this guy. Eh. Okay, let me go. Let me go to Gronkowski all the way down here. 
Unbelievable. Uh, they they did basically whatever they wanted. Uh, the Giants did nothing offensively, didn't do anything really all that much defensively to put pressure on uh, on Brady tonight. Um, you know, the one touchdown they had was, <laughs> was Andrew, Andrew Thomas, Thomas, baby. And this Running was supposed back. to be the game where they're getting their weapons back, right? I mean, yeah. Saquon's back, Galladay's back, Tony's back. And the offense looked more dysfunctional tonight than and, – and look, at this point, I think the Jets are are the worst team, but in some ways, the Giants are the bigger disappointment. This was supposed to be a year where the Giants were supposed to be moving in the right direction. Nobody had any expectations about the Jets coming into the year. No. If the Jets won three games, four games, whatever, no, everybody was about the quarterback, the coach. The Giants at this point are supposed to be, you know, in the playoff mix, and they can't. And even as wide open. As the mm-hmm. NFC is, they're mm-hmm. not even at that level. So yeah, this is a this is this was a disaster tonight. I mean, they were in the second half, and it was like never a game. Uh, I was watching the Manning cast, and Eli and and Peyton were just so thankful to have a guest on, so they could talk to somebody. <laughs> and there were parts of this, you know, like Eli Manning and Peyton Manning, the first family of football at this point. Mm-hmm. And there were times during the game, even as big a Giant fan as Eli is. And they said repeatedly, I don't know what the Giants are doing. Yeah. That's not, that's not, that doesn't look good either. No, so. it doesn't. It doesn't. It really doesn't. I, I just, I, I'm lost. I'm lost. Uh, defensively, I, they, they really didn't show you anything. Nothing. Um, offensively, they didn't show you anything. And unfortunately for uh, Daniel Jones, the turnover bugaboo, you know, you're trying to make some plays, Gordon. You know, you're trying to get something going. 23 of 38 for 167 yards. And once again, I mean, you know, Galladay's healthy, like you said. Tony's healthy, like you said. I mean, I will say this, though. I promise we get to the calls. I will say this, Gordon. If I were a fan of a football team, I love my head coach being involved like Bruce Arians. He's got the the wristband. Right. When they make the plays, he's looking, he's checking to see Mm -hmm. what the play call is. You know, he's involved. That's what that's what I want my head coach to be involved when the team is on offense, Gordon. I want my head coach and I know he's the offensive guy. I get it. But I want my head coach to be involved. I want him to say, No, don't run that play. Run something else. I don't like that play. The Giants had two hundred and fifteen yards tonight. Total. Total. Their second fewest under Jason Garrett's. The sixth time in ten games that they have allowed four hundred plus yards. So that's not that that's not a winning formula there. No. 30 of 46 for Tom Brady, 307 yards and two touchdowns and one pick. And thank goodness for the pick because if it wasn't for the pick, they and, – and Gordon, this game should have been worse. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. Tampa left a couple of touchdowns on the field. Absolutely. This could have been – this as bad as it is, it, it, was, it wasn't this close. Nope. It was, uh, it was bad. I mean, they're a bad team. I, you know, yeah. like we were kind of – you know, like I think that they'll probably win some games down the stretch yes. because they are healthier, and there's mm-hmm. you know each week there's there's weird things that happen. Absolutely. But I mean, they're a terrible team. Yeah. I mean, they're a bad football team. Yeah. I mean, they don't do anything really well. I mean, their offense it goes nowhere. It's got ten points. Yeah. Against the Tampa defense, which everybody's right. been, which everybody's been treating like they're Kansas City up until yesterday. Yeah, I mean, and, and you know, uh, Saquon is back, and you know, he didn't really have any impra- imprint on the game. Kenny Galladay was back. What what imprint did he? I mean, what did he do tonight? Nothing. Their entire offense at this point feels like they're just like snapping the ball and looking for wherever Tony is to get him the ball and hope that he does something. 
That's about the entire offense when it comes to the Giants. Kadarius Tony, seven receptions for 40 yards, long of eight. Darius Slayton, four receptions, 37 yards, long of 21. Kenny Galladay, one reception, 12 yards, long of 12. <sighs> Evan Ingram, two receptions, 12 yards, long of nine. Andrew Thomas, one reception, two yards, touchdown. <laughs> yeah. How about that? Yeah. There you go. Well, look, the, the only thing that's good from tonight, the fact that it came this way, the Gi- like I see a lot of people saying, oh, the Giants season's over, Giants season's over. It's been over. It's been yeah. over. Like, you know, if you would have had some moral victory tonight, that, that wouldn't have changed anything. You weren't winning this game. You didn't come close to winning this game. So yeah. um, the season was already over. It was. It was. And you need to win this game to have, you know, at least at least a rooting interest the rest of the way. Yeah. All right, let's go to the phones. Justin's in Long Island. He starts us off on ESPN New York tonight. What's up, Justin? Hey, Larry and Gordon. How are you? Justin, what's going on, man? Uh, I'm just disgusted again, once again, with the Giants. Uh, I was disgusted before the first snap. Um, Joe Judge on the road with – one of the worst offenses in the NFL, averaging less than 20 points. You defer the coin toss. What What was that? Um, and like you guys pointed out, too, uh, the offense in general is just absolute garbage. I mean, I thought with Barkley coming back, we might have like a little bit of a spark. The team might have been a little more pumped up, including having uh, Galladay back. I mean, you look at the stats, like you guys just said, Saquon Barkley, six carries, 25 yards. Your leading receiver was Kadarius Tony, seven receptions for 40 yards. And Daniel Jones, like I said, I'm just done with Daniel Jones. I just, I'm just done with the coach. I'm done with Garrett. I want, I just want a clean house. Well, then, Justin, tonight, I know it's painful right now. Then tonight is the type of thing you need more of. Yes. Uh, you need, you need yeah. to force the ownership's hand to say, you know what? This is not a tweak away. This is not a piece away. This is, we, as painful as it is, we got to blow it up again. Uh, and I think if you get more games like this down the stretch, maybe there's the possibility. I mean, how much longer can you go with Jason Garrett? You know what I mean? I mean, Joe Judge, whatever, he's in the second year. Maybe give him a year. But Jason Garrett's got to go. He hasn't been. He hasn't been good, Justin. Thanks for the phone call. He hasn't been, Gordon. And 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 this is this is nothing new that we've said. This is this team continues to have trouble to score. And it's funny to me that I keep hearing from Giant fans uh, that obviously Gettleman's got to go, Jason Garrett's got to go, the quarterback's got to go. But yeah, for some reason judge. they're still saying the coach. Yeah, well, the coach, he can stay. What 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 are we doing? Like, why would you change all of that and then still say the coach is safe? And it does seem like the coach is safe. And I've already said, I think, and I think you agree, I don't think that they're going to change the quarterback after this nope. year. Nope. So um, the only the only wiggle room that you can get is if things really go south. And tonight was one of those really go south type of games. I mean, tonight it's really kind of hard to look at anything that they did on offense and say, well – Hey, you got that. You got this. And this was supposed to be a team that's like putting, you know, you go out and get Kenny Galladay. That's supposed to be the type of move that a team that's like trying to make that next step is trying to make. Mm-hmm. They're going to be in the exact same spot as they were last year. They, they just right. have one extra game. Yep. It's crazy. Terrible. Jimmy's in Staten Island. What's up, Jim? Hey, what's going on? Uh, good evening, uh, fellas. Good evening, um, Uncle Larry. What's going on, Gordy? How you doing? Jimmy, what's going on, man? What's going on? Uh, I just, I honestly, Gordy, I got to disagree with you. Um, I don't think this Giants team is a bad team. I honestly just think that, I think Daniel Jones, I think that the coaching is 
not not where it is, and I think Daniel Jones is not the answer. And I honestly, I'm, I'm, I want to throw out an early prediction, and I want to know you guys' opinion. I see Seattle imploding that whole team, and I'm calling it out. I think I could see Russell Wilson making a, making a make, making its way to New York, and I think I mean I'm not saying that you know he's the main answer, but I think that uh, him coming to New York, I think that that can be that could be a big change, and um, you know. They already got the receiver. I think Galladay, Galladay needs a quarterback that can throw him the ball. Saquon, I can see Saquon. I think Saquon, he, he needs somebody that's going to give him the ball that's, that can take that attention off. But, I, like I said, Daniel Jones is just not that guy. So I, I'm, I'm calling for Russell Wilson. Uh, I want to know you guys' opinion. You guys be safe. Have a good night. All right, Jim. Thanks for checking in. What do you think, Gordon? Well, I mean, uh, Seattle is, is not going to want to give up Russell Wilson. And the bigger thing to me, do you look at the Giants organization as, as the type of organization that is going to give up what's necessary to go get Russell Wilson? And, and what you're going to have to give up to get Russell Wilson, those two number one picks, those go to Seattle and probably throw in some extra picks as well. I don't think they'll do it. <laughs> I don't think so either. I don't think they'll do it. You know what, Gordon? I think they, he's got a better chance going to Pittsburgh than, than come here. Right. And, I, and look, I don't think Seattle, as bad as Seattle is, they don't look at, at Russell Wilson being the issue. Now, there has always been that kind I, – I don't remember where it came from like three or four years ago that he wanted to leave Seattle, Russell mm-hmm. Wilson. Mm-hmm. He wanted to go to a big market. He wanted to go to New York. He wanted to go to the Giants. That has been out there. Um, but I'm just taking a look at, at, at the realistic scenario. Are the Giants going to give up two number ones and two number twos to go get Russell Wilson? It I don't think seem so. Like, yeah, I don't see that. Uh, I don't think so. And, to do that. and I'm going to slightly disagree with him. This is not a good football team. No. I, I mean, well, I mean, what are you basing team. it? You're, you're basing it on the fact that you play fantasy football and there's a lot of recognizable names. That's what people must be – you know, hey, Saquon Barkley, he went in the first round of my fantasy draft. Kenny Galladay, he's a big name. He's pretty good. Uh, uh, Kadarius Toney, he, he looks like he's a uh, you know, rookie that has some ability and, and all that type of – I mean, they're three and seven under Gettleman. Now they're what eighteen and forty-one or something Ooh, like that. Geez. I mean, they're they are the worst over the last five years. They are the worst team there is. It's unbelievable. <sighs> this, and this team has not. It's not been that long since this was a Super Bowl team. And I don't know how you can watch something like tonight and say they're not a bad football team. They were destroyed tonight. They did nothing on either side of the ball. It's a bad loss. Oh, God. It's a bad loss. It really is. It really is. 1-800-919-3776. Gordon and I will continue the conversation next on 98.7 ESPN. It's ESPN New York tonight on 98.7 ESPN. Freddie and Fitz at the top of the hour. They'll continue the conversation on the New York Giants and the Tampa Bay Bucks. Gordon, I got to tell you, uh, I, if I'm a Giant fan right now, I'm really, really concerned about how the rest of this season's going to go because he, here's where I'm torn. Obviously, you want your team to win. You never root against your team. But if they put a run together late, let's say they win a couple of games. It, it, it's And it is possible. And it's possible, then – they're going to look at this and say, you know what? We had all the injuries. Guys came mm-hmm. back at the mm-hmm. wrong time. Mm-hmm. We're not that far off. Let's give our guy another chance. Galladay, he was our big, he was our big acquisition. 
Although now, Gordon, you have the uh, the the football package where you can see every game. Yeah, and you run every game back. Gordon, I I'm gonna give you a homework assignment. Okay. If you run back over the past three seasons, find at least three plays where Kenny Galladay, there was separation between him and the defender. Yeah, I'll tell you one thing. Three plays. I'm not going to find any of those plays this season. I mean, it's like every time that he's catching the ball, it's in traffic. Somebody's right there. Yeah, and a lot of times the, the catch is not made. Now, the only thing I will say going for the Giants is, you know, they do have some winnable games, right? Sure. They play Philly twice. Now, Philly looks like they're moving in the right direction, so who knows? But they still play Miami, who, you know, I'm on record as saying they're terrible. Chicago's bad. Washington's not any good. I mean, all those teams are looking at the Giants the same way. Hey, mm-hmm. that's our game to get right. Um, and, and it might sound ridiculous to say, well, they, there's no way you could delude yourself into thinking that the Giants are better than they are based on late in the season. And you might be right. The problem is that's what they did last year. Mm -hmm. They beat a bunch of bad teams. The one good win that they had, they got against the Seattle, and they did so with Colt McCoy as the quarterback. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and that was really the only quality. They beat a bunch of backup quarterbacks, a bunch of bad teams, and all of a sudden they were ticked off that they didn't get to go to the playoffs last year because the Eagles laid down the way they did. So I know it sounds ridiculous to think that, oh, there's no way you could delude yourself into watching this Giants team and thinking that they're good if they want some get. I'm, I'm 100% on board with you, Larry. They'll blame the, 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 um, the injuries. You know, mm-hmm. we just had a couple of bad breaks. The Washington game, it just kind of went against us. Same thing with Atlanta. You know, we just had some bad breaks. We're not that far away. That, 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 that would be the, as bad as this loss was tonight, that would be the worst thing to come out of this season for the Giants. Yeah, you, you, as, as tough as it is, you really kind of want what the Jets are going through, right? You want to, you know what? We, we got a lot of work to do. Right. We you you want them to say, we got a lot of work to do. A lot of work. We, we got to get, okay, we got, we hit on some rookies. Yeah, we did. But we got, look, we still got to work on the offensive line. We got to work on our defense. We don't have a pass. I mean, they can list. You look at this season, that they can list every single thing they need. And it's going to take them more than one season to get it. But at least they know that, look, we're not fooling anybody. You know, even if we win some games with Zach Wilson, which would be nice, we still got a long way to go. They know. They know. They, and, well, and that's what you want to be for when your team is struggling like this. You, you don't want to be, you know, down the middle. You want to either be bad or really bad. You don't want to be well. We're okay. You don't. Mediocre is the worst thing to be in the NFL. Yeah. Well, no, no, no worries there. <laughs> they're, they're they're clear of that. And and you know here here's the thing. Um, the Mara, John Mara, should know, right? I mean, they they have owned. He has grown up as watching his 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 family own that football team. You know, yes. Woody is still. I mean, I know it's been twenty years now. But he's still kind of, it seems like, learning another job. And, and yeah. I think that there's other things that he's more focused on necessarily than the football team. Mm-hmm. The Maris should know that this is not a good football team. No. And, and if they're not making changes after this year, and I don't mean just, hey, you know, Gettleman is now retiring and or moving into some advisory. I mean, like, let's blow it up here. I mean, three and seven. I mean, this is terrible. And they were not even close tonight. Back to the phones we go. Buddha's in the Bronx. Hey, Buddha, you're next on 98.7. Buddha, what's going on, hey. pal? Yeah, we're going to no talk in one second. <laughs> Listen, if Big Lou is on meds, you know, that last caller, he's on meds, too. <laughs> yeah. I don't think you bad. get those ones at the pharmacy, the though. The water data is bad. 
and the head coach is bad, but they're still a good team. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good evening, Uncle. Uh, good evening, Charlton. How are you tonight? What's going on, Buddha? <laughs> what, 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 what's, uh, what, what gives? Listen, I'm not going to even hang on the rim about um, what happened because, listen, you know, Gordon, after I spoke to you, you know, you had a caller who called the next, right after me. I think his name was John. I hope I'm not messing his name up. But um, he was actually the best sports radio caller as a Jets fan that I've heard on this station in a very long time. He said something, you know, that I've been talking about for a very long time myself. And I'm not saying it just because he agreed with me, I agree with him. That's not the point. He said, you know, the Jets keep trying to build new. And, you know, when you're at rock bottom as a franchise, as anything you're doing, any business, anything, you can't build totally new. So, you know, the Jets, they're going to get a, a GM, right? This is his first time being a GM. You get a head coach. This is his first time being a head coach. You get an offensive coordinator. This is his first time being an offensive coordinator. And then you wash it down with a young quarterback who we all knew didn't play the best, the best competition and really was too young and too inexperienced, you know, to be thrown into the fire. So, you know, when you shake that up in a bottle and you pour that out, you know what it comes out, right? It's called mess. And, you know, th- that's the problem with the Jets. I mean, you know, like you just said, Gordon, and this is really the top of the line issue for the Jets. They have an owner who he's into other things, and whether winning or not, that might not be his priority. This team makes money whether it wins or not. So that's an obstacle. That's a hurdle that, I'll be honest with you, is the biggest hurdle that the Jets have. And, it's you know, it's probably something that they're not going to be able to get over unless there's some kind of divine intervention from the league or something like that. But, you know, to turn this around, specifically with the veteran aspect, what I liked about what that gentleman said was, when you hire a veteran coach and you also bring in a veteran quarterback, and I'm not talking about Joe Flacco, I'm not talking about Nick Foles, I'm not talking about somebody who is still competent, maybe they're 30 years old, maybe they were in a bad situation, maybe you overpay them a little bit more. It's not about the today. It's about the tomorrow. And that veteran coach, and I hate to use this reference for something as trivial as football, but Marley the King says something, and you can attribute this to in terms of building a team. That veteran head coach that you bring in, maybe he's not the one that brings you to the mountaintop. I might not get there with you, but he'll have somebody on that staff who is his Padawan apprentice who grows up and sees the culture that he puts in, maybe tweak something here or there, but there's a foundation put in. And when you look at when Bill Parcells came here, every single coach that came after him benefited from the structure that he put in place. There were players there that he had coached that transitioned into Al Groh, I mean, Belichick, I mean, he tried to do the pass it down to the part of one of practice of Belichick. Belichick didn't want to be bothered with it. Al Gore wanted to go to Virginia. But when Herm Edwards came in, the cupboard wasn't bare. When Mangini came in, the cupboard wasn't bare. When Rex Ryan came in, not only was the cupboard not bare, they added a few pieces to it and it allowed him 
to soar, and it allowed him to shine in his first couple of years as coach. And we can talk about Rex Ryan and his bravado. That that apology or whatever he said earlier today, he sounded like a complete buffoon. But I'll say this much. It wasn't necessarily so much that Rex Ryan failed as a coach as he got older. It was really attributed to one thing. It was that Monday night football game against the Cowboys. When Revis went down, mm-hmm. everything that Rex had built went down with that because the defense was based around Revis. So, you know, as long as the Jets keep trying to, you know, do the bottom of the barrel free agents, like Corey Davis. Like, you know what annoys me, really? You know what annoys me, guys, really? Is not that they make moves like that, that the fan base and the media accepts it. Who in the hell thought Corey Davis was a number one wide receiver? And I've told y'all this a thousand times. And they do these moves, and it really just says to me, you know, look, your fandom, I really don't care about it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Listen, we're going to put out something. It's not going to be the best product, but we're going to put out something. Until our philosophy changes, ain't nothing never going to happen right here. I'll tell you the last thing I say, though. Uh, Gordon, I love you to death, man. Don't you ever, ever bet your money on these New York Jets because that's just like giving money away. Well, Buddha, I think we've all learned our valuable lesson. Some of us knew it uh, before the weekend. Uh, some of us learned it this weekend. Um, yeah, uh, the, the the real culprit here is the Jets. Uh, that That's the real problem. Because if you can't win that game against a team that was not very good, and a quarterback who's not very good, and a defense that's not very good, uh, I, I don't know. Um, Look, they'll, they'll, I'm sure they'll find a way to win some game. I mean, they beat the Titans early. You know, weird things happen from week to week. But that game was there for the taking, and the Jets never took it. In fact, did all they could to actively give it away. So, Yeah, they sure did. All right, Buda, thanks for the phone call. Gordon, Buda said a lot. But, but, I, but I, I will say this. Um, the first thing that came to my mind was, what veteran coach wants to come here right now? Yeah. It's, you know, uh, that's, that's the first thing mm-hmm. I'm thinking of. What veteran coach wants to come here at this point and look at and look at the talent that's on this team and say, okay, I think I can do something? Yeah, look, unfortunately, and I'm not disagreeing with any of the points that Buddha made, all those points, and, and I'm not saying that he didn't make them back then, all those points are moot now because you've made the choices, right? Now yeah. you've got to ride these choices out for the next two out. years. And, yeah. and you've lost time with the quarterback this year, so mm-hmm. you're kind of behind the eight ball there. Uh, the defense in, in year one, well, at least it, you would like to think that that's rock bottom. I mean, if we're still having these conversations next year about the defense being this bad, then we're, we might be moving things on on the coach quicker than that. But, no, I mean, they're kind of stuck right now because they're, they've made their choices and now they've made their bed and they got to sleep in it. And they got to sleep in it for a while yet. And – Compared to the receivers they had last year, Gordon Corey Davis was a number one receiver. Yeah, I mean he was he was he was be- You know that was the thing though. Corey Davis, it wasn't like he was a free agent. The Titans right. decided not to pick not up to his re- fifth year option. Exactly, and you so know? and 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 you and as a GM, all right, Brian, we'll get to break in a second. As a GM, Gordon, here's what you think: He wants to go for that next contract. I can get him to perform. He wants to show what he can do. He wants to show what he brings to the table. He'll play for me this year because he's got a chip on his shoulder. And everybody doesn't have a chip on their shoulder. There's some players who do, Gordon, and you get that player in that year, 
And there's other players who just don't have the chip that you think they have. And yeah. the way it looks up to this point, and look, there's more season left. You could turn things around and help the young quarterback. Uh, and that's what they're thinking. The big receiver can help the young quarterback, can make some plays, you know, can 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 be able to go up and get the football. So we tell him to just throw it high. This way he can, he can out-jump the, the defenders. It hasn't worked out that way. It just yeah. hasn't. It he might have a chip on his shoulder, but when he's running, it looks like he's got a piano on his back. <laughs> it's, been rough. it's been rough. It's been very bad. When he holds on to the ball. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN.